Hola a todos. Hello, everybody. My name is Francesca. My name is Taylor. And welcome back to the Grid Gals podcast. Yay! So, um, this past weekend was the Singapore Grand Prix. And I personally think it was probably the most eventful, uh, not just race, race weekend in general that we've had all season, in my opinion. I feel like we kind of saw a glimpse of what F1 is supposed to be like. Yes. Almost. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I personally really, really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed the result too as a Ferrari fan, but we'll get into that um, later. But yeah. I think without further ado, we just get onto this episode. What do you think, Francesca? Yeah, I think we just need to get right on into it. So without further ado, it is lights out and away we go into our Singapore Grand Prix recap. So, um, I guess I it's going to kind of be a little Franny um, recaps the race type of thing. You know, it's like track talk, but... I'm in my dorm room, um, and the race has already happened, <laughs> um, <laughs> just because I watched the entire race, but Miss Tay was busy living her best life at Halloween Horror Nights in Orlando this weekend, so she could not. Unfortunately. So I watched everything happen. I watched the live action. Um, well, it was actually like six hours after the race happened because <laughs> I could not physically wake myself up at 5 a.m. Me. We're going to try for Japan. We're going to try for Japan this weekend. Yes. We're going to try our best. Um, but I still basically watched it live. I didn't really know the results until I was watching it. So, yeah. Um, it was a crazy, crazy weekend. Crazy race. But um, the weekend was pretty interesting, too. Uh I mean, practices, like, the practices were pretty uninspiring. Yeah. We saw Carlos, though, absolutely, like, ravaging. Shred. Shredding the pack. Um, Homeboy was P1 in um, two out of the three practice sessions. Mm -hmm. And then Charles was P1 in FP1. Um, So... Yeah, we saw Ferrari dominance. Um, For reals. Basically, all of the sessions of the entire race weekend. Uh, all the practice sessions, we had a Ferrari pole um, in quali, and then obviously a Ferrari race win. Um, yeah. So, Red Bull's dominance obviously was uh, ended with that. Um, and it was interesting because they were not really on game all weekend at all. Yeah. Um, and we actually saw both cars out in Q2. So it wasn't just Checo. <laughs> hold on. Um, hold on, Francesca. We got to say it. We have to. It's not a great guy yep. episode without it. All right. Oh, Checo. Oh, Checo. And now we get to add, um, yeah. we get to add Max in there. Oh, oh Max. Max. <laughs> yeah, that was something unexpected i mean obviously when you have a team that's won every single race this entire season not make it to q2 and qualifying i mean q3 and qualifying that is wild and i think the best part of it is that liam lawson Lawson. who's only in his third ever f1 F1 race (laughs) is the one that liam literally um, said liam literally said look it out the window bye max Nice knowing you. I'm about Liam's to take like, my I gotta points. earn my keep. 
Exactly. Now, Liam's gotten that taste of being an F1 driver, and he's not going to be letting it go anytime for soon. Real. And I think that's very evident. I mean, he's also just like an insane talent. We've known that for a while. Yeah. Um, which is how he is done in F2 and in Super Formula over in Japan. But I mean, Liam, you know, Liam really is has been digging in there. Um, and I mean, he even finished in the points this, which is uh, insane. you know, this race. And I'm pretty sure, yeah, he finished P9, which earned him two points. I'm pretty sure that's like a higher point finish than Yuki has had all season. How um, I think that's even I higher pretty, than Nick DeVries. I'm pretty sure. Because well, yeah, let's Nick be DeVries honest. Nick didn't have any points all season. Exactly. Nick DeVries didn't have any points all season. But I'm pretty sure like AlphaTauri had three points and they were all done from Yuki finishing P10 in three races. Don't know if that's entirely true. But I think that is true. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. Um, I know Yuki didn't really get like a super fair start. He had a uh, engine failure or a loss of power in literally like the f- first lap. Um, yeah. So you know, poor guy. That's like second in a row. Oh, because he is a formation lap at Monza that he also um, <laughs> lost power. So yeah, that's two DNFs for him, which really sucks because I think Alvatari is the. Alphatari and Williams are the only teams now at this point that do not have a confirmed full roster for next year because Jose resigned to Alfa Romeo this past week ahead of Singapore. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty sure it's now Alphatari and Williams that are the only ones that aren't solidified with both drivers. Hey, wait, what about McLaren? Did did both Piastri and Lando resign? Oh wait, no, they I'm don't have their sure contracts. I don't think they're Yeah, Lando has another three years, and I think Oscar is was also through. Um I'm I'm looking right now. Yeah. While we wait, like I'm just I'm shocked. I'm still shocked about the Liam Lawson thing and honestly just everything that happened in like all the qualifying and the free practice, like like granted, did oh, I yeah. watch did I watch some of it? Yes. Did I watch some of the race? Yeah, I did. Like, you know, I got the bits and pieces afterwards. But it's like just Singapore. There was something in the air at Singapore that just made these drivers there not know how to start because it was insane. Well, I mean, it's also like it's not the f- what isn't no Bahrain's but isn't Jeddah a night race too? I was gonna say it's the first night race of the season, but I think Jeddah's also a night race. I think but so. But it's too. been the first night race in a long time yeah um, i honestly like night races way so better than um than the day do. races they add kind of a little they add kind of a little bit you know ice yeah i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure vegas is gonna yeah, be a night race like, vegas will be a night race i'm pretty sure japan's also a race uh no japan is not and wait one second i'm being yeah okay bahrain and Jeddah are night races <laughs> um and singapore and las vegas there's four so yeah this has literally been our first night race since like the second race of the season <laughs> <laughs> and also to go back to what we were saying uh norris and piastri were already confirmed for 2024 so awesome. yeah the only people we're really waiting on now are williams with their second driver because we don't know where logan stands and alfatari with both drivers please i fear for you logan i fear I for fear. logan but i do I'm, fear for yuki too oh yeah i've yeah logan had another unspectacular weekend um he had <laughs> a crash 
in he had a crash during the race that required him to like limp back to the pits and get his front wing put back on and then i mean he finished p14 but that's also because there were literally like four dnfs yeah um actually five dnfs (laughs) and so uh so yeah, um, he finished in front of Alonso though, which Alonso had a very uncharacteristically bad weekend. Wait, 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 um, wait. Alonso, what? Yeah, Alonso technically finished last out of all the cars that finished. Um, and it was interesting, but you know, it was interesting because so obviously I watched the race and he he was very yeah like un uncut almost you know because Alonso like is a very accurate driver hello yeah um, you know world champion i mean even the announcers are saying like this is a very uncharacteristically like bad weekend for him he 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 um ran off into one of the exit roads at one point had to reverse out um a bunch of like it was just you know slow kind of sloppy in a few places it was just interesting um but yeah so logan basically finished second to last um so we'll see i i love mr america but yes. I just I don't, I don't. But then again, the question is: Okay, who who is Williams going to take? Yeah, like, are they gonna dip in F two pool and get somebody? Which I mean, they could. They could. Um, or like what? You know? Um, I mean, there's always so I saw there was like kind of like a explosion on Twitter because, uh, I guess Seb was being interviewed about you know like oh are you like really done with F one? And he was like, well, I mean. No one's ever really done, you know. Alonzo was done; he's back, um, you know, etc. So, you know, I'm not gonna like say it like just yet. And everyone's like, "Oh my gosh, please, like bring Seb back to Formula One." Which, like, yes, I agree. I love like, Sebastian Vettel, um, but um, Vettel, he wouldn't go to William. He wouldn't go to Williams. So, um, I hope he would have a brain and not go to Williams. I could see. You know what I think would be so fun? Huh? Um, if Lance. Because uh, there's the rumor that Lance is going to become a professional golfer instead. <laughs> um, which, I mean, again, after this weekend, that might be best. Um, yeah. And, like, POV Aston Martin is just Alonzo and Seb. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> like, it's, like, the two, like, the two greats. Uh, that'd be so awesome. Um, that'd be amazing. But I'm DeLulu. Who knows? Though? You um, never know, though. We're DeLulu. Really and if you know. know, if you know anything about us, us being DeLulu has given us so much that being DeLulu for us has become the Salulu. Us being DeLulu has given us some Salulus and, you know, we can can just pray that this little DeLulu works out. Yeah. Um, But going back to, you know, the AlphaTari question. um, Yes. I also saw something this week where there was, like, rumors that Yuki was being considered for the Red Bull reserve driver position. So what? therefore Alphatari therefore Alphatari could be Daniel and Liam. Huh. Which is interesting. That's interesting. And then I also one. saw an even more absurd rumor where instead it'd be Yuki as the reserve dryer, Checo goes to Alphatari and Daniel joins Red Bull with Max. Yikes. What is but going again, I, on? I feel like that's insanely unrealistic because again, you know, Daniel is set to hopefully optimistically make a return for Qatar. Let's pray. So he would basically have, I mean, it's kind of crazy at this point anyway, that like 
all the contracts still aren't finalized like you expect most of the contracts to be finalized by the summer break if not like the week following it or during it yeah so the fact that there's like three contracts that are still not solidified is pretty interesting but again you basically will give you know if he if he's back by qatar Mm -hmm. if he's back by qatar he would basically have six races to to prove himself himself yeah um we'll see (laughs) yeah we will see i think i don't think he's gonna be back to the u.s to to the u.s grand prix personally stop just because like hey like just because so obviously double header coming up um you know japan next weekend then off weekend qatar then two off weekends until oh sorry one a one more off weekend u.s I mean, so that gives him, if he doesn't come back to the U.S., it gives him basically a month, an extra month. Like, that's a good amount of time when you're recovering from an injury, especially when it's such a major injury for your sport. Yeah. Because you need a lot of grip strength and arm strength in order to hold that car in position. Yeah, 100%. So, like, that has to be 110% back. Yeah. But we we could just We could just pray. Because if you think about it, he's, do you remember, I think it was, was it Checo? I think he went to the same doctor that uh, Treco went to when he had his issue. Yeah. No, it was Lance. It was Lance. It was Lance. It was Lance. Yeah. yeah. Like, and but Lance was Lance bad. But I think Lance had broken a different part of his hand or something. I don't think it was the wrist. But like we just, just said, but like we just said, being Delulu will be the Salulu and he will be back yeah. before Las Vegas. <laughs> oh, I think he'll be back by Vegas for sure. Um, it's yes. just like which race before Vegas. Yeah. But um going back to that i'm obviously all for like the daniel and liam team up yeah me too i feel like i feel like they teased us too hard with daniel being back in an f1 car that like they have to keep like just because of like and obviously like a lot of fans hate drive to survive and hate the sensationalism um and stuff but like f1's like Fan base has grown so astronomically, especially in the u.s which is a market that they've been trying to tap into for a while due to drive to survive so, you know, he is the main star of that. And a lot of people that watch that show love him because he's the main star of that show. So I feel like, you know, Daniel in this case does kind of have that like PR aspect that is going to, that could save him and get him a seat next year. Yeah. And they, you know, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Um, And as for Williams, I don't know. I feel like it's going to be Logan or Mick. Ooh. Imagine Mick comes back. I mean, it's very realistic. He's Mercedes' reserve driver, and you know how Toto protects his boys. Yeah, I mean, and if we remember how Toto was with um, Nick DeVries a few months back, I mean... It's not happening, no. <laughs> we we don't That's, know what's going on. It's definitely not happening. But, no, I could see Mick also being in that seat. Yeah, 100%. Um, who knows? But, like, yeah, anyway, getting yeah. back to the race, we kind of segued a little bit. Yes. Um, Lance, I guess, talking about, too, like, that, you know, Aston Martin, DeLulu uh, team. Uh, Lance had a freaky crash in Q1. Yes, um, he did. Like freaky. Um, like, the car, like, basically split in half. Like, split in half, and then also... So, I actually watched a video on, like, the physics of that. 
Um, basically, all of, like, the breakable parts of the car broke off and did their job. Um, yeah. So he was luckily okay, but he did not end up racing um, just because, obviously, like, he still was jostled around a lot. But, you know, that's just, like, a test to, like, the new safety standards that they're constantly implementing every season. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, the fact that he was able to be okay, like, is because of that Um, and the new technology. So, I think, though, there was was one thing where one of the, one of, like, the cables that holds the, or one of, like, the brake, the brake ropes or whatever for connecting the wheels to the car Mm -hmm. did not, um... Like, they failed or something until the car... So one of the wheels came off of... I think it was the front left wheel came off the car. So they're investigating that because that's not supposed to happen. Because those, like, cables are in are in place in order to prevent a wheel from detaching from the car and, like, flying off into the crowd. Because that's happened before, like, IndyCar and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but... So, yeah. Apparently that's, like, the one thing. But he crashed. It was it was scary, but he was fine. Um, yeah. So, Yeah. That was wild. And then, obviously, you know, we had uh, Carlos pull. I mean, Carlos, look, Carlos, he, he did what needed to be done. Yes. The race, I will say, the actual race was really boring for the first 40 laps. And it was funny because you heard the you heard the commentators being like, I know, folks, this is, like, really boring right now. But, like, just wait until, like, the last, like, 20 laps. Because, basically, it was all a game of tire preservation for the entire first, like, three quarters of the race yeah because everyone was kind of dependent on a one-stop strategy and the race was 62 laps long so it was on the longer side yeah um and so everyone for like the first 40 laps was going so slow because you know they didn't want to burn out their tires and also it's so hot in singapore so the tires heat up really quickly and therefore degrade faster Mm -hmm. so um you know so it was literally a game of just like who can keep their tires alive until we can have our pit stops and then there was a safety car caused by who caused the safety car i think it was logan when he crashed into the car into the wall yes it was because logan's like front wings are like you know having shit like go all over the um yes logan did cause that safety car so everyone pitted under that and then like everyone heated their tires up and then we got rolling um, but Ferrari actually had, like, a pretty decent strategy, race strategy. Um, yeah. As a Charles Stan, I was obviously a little salty because he did have to play the team game um, and therefore <laughs> kind of got cucked a little bit. Yeah, but, I heard I heard you know, a lot about that. I heard a lot about that one. Because, like, yeah, didn't, I mean, they say, didn't they say, didn't they say the commentator, didn't they say that the commentators were like, it looks like they're going to have to sacrifice Leclerc or something like that? yeah basically and that was basically what was heard of the radio too so obviously charles started p3 carlos was in p1 um and they had george starting in between them so the whole name of the game was to essentially especially since we were like preserving tires um was charles was put on softs so that he could easily overtake george in the beginning of the race and he did and Mm -hmm. so then the whole name of the game was Charles needed to defend against everyone else in order for Carlos to keep in the first position. Mm-hmm. Um, and through the course of the, you know, the laps, the Ferrari pit wall kept coming on being like, Hey, like we need like to Charles, our goal, like we need three second, we need a three second gap to Carlos. And currently his gap would be like 1.8 seconds. But then you would look behind and see that like George behind was only like 
one second, like within a second behind Leclerc. So it's like, Leclerc's like, how the fuck do I slow down to a three second gap without being overtaken? And so there was kind of a little bit of like frustration in a few of his responses because he would be like, well, now I'm at risk and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, But basically like, you know, so that was kind of frustrating and like I was kind of frustrated just being like a Leclerc stan. Um, but yeah. obviously like that strategy and you know what? It is what it is. And it worked until the safety car happened and everyone pitted and Charles got a slow pit stop because on exit, uh, Hamilton blocked him. And uh, so he, they had to wait because of traffic in the pit lane. And so then Charles wound up behind Hamilton, Lando, and George. <laughs> <laughs> so and i think i think alonzo um or somebody and so he was like p7 and then he basically overtook and, and wound up p5 and then obviously the little debacle that happened in the last lap helped to move up to p4 to finish p4 yeah but no podium no no, no ferrari one two which i'm calm i think personally if there wasn't all the shenanigans with all the safety cars and all that shit um like, we would have had a Ferrari one tour. It would have been more likely. Yeah. Because, you know, until, like, the slow stops and all that stupid stuff, like, they, you know, they had it. And I'm, I'm confident that once the real racing began towards the end of the race, I feel like, you know, they could have held their own and, yeah. and kept it going. But honestly, um, if you... But, yeah. Oh, sorry. But honestly, if you think about it, it was still a good race because... You know, Lando came, swooped in, got P2, and freaking Carlo, the with Carlos, uh, what's his name, came on and was like, oh, Lando is like, I think it was like 1.8 seconds behind, and Carlos was just like, oh, it point. was on purpose. Yeah, I was going to get to that, yeah. So I think definitely one thing, I mean, again, I feel like Carlos kind of came out of summer break and was like, look, I'm sick of all these people telling, like, saying that I'm the second driver, like, to Leclerc. Like, I am going to show everyone what I'm made of. Mm. And, I mean, he's been, like, out-qualifying. He out-qualified Charles at Monza Mm -hmm. this week. Um, I don't even remember. Zanvor, Charles wound up on the podium, right? Yes. Um, Right? Yes. I think so. If I remember correctly. (laughs) They all blur together. Yeah. Um, but, like, there was still evidence where, like, Charles was... I mean, Carlos was lapping quicker than Charles and stuff and all mm-hmm. that. Like, Carlos has kind of, like, you know, sunk his teeth in a little bit. And yeah. um, I think one thing that, obviously, he showed us, especially this weekend, is that he's not only, like, an aggressive driver and a quick driver, he's also a really smart driver. And, obviously, we've always joked that, like, for the longest time, like, Carlos was Ferrari's only strategist. Um, but I really think, like, his, like, racing IQ was like shown this weekend especially with that it was on purpose comment which everyone's been talking about because basically what happened you know um we're on the last lap of the last lap of the race and you basically had hamilton george lando carlos all in a line tailing each other just freaking gunning for like trying like you know trying to make up positions against each other yeah and they were all like within i think like one second of each other it was crazy they were all on top of each other and Basically, you know, Carlos obviously is like the gazelle being chased by the lions. And so he was trying to his best to, um, you know, make up as like get his real threat, honestly, was the Mercedes behind him. Because I think personally, the Ferrari has more straight line speed than the McLaren. But the Mercedes, mm, Mercedes is quick. And so um, 
basically, Carlos's one goal was keeping George away from P2 because George would have the opportunity to overtake Carlos easily. Yeah. So they're coming around. Um, I think it was the last year. I it was, it was and, turn nine. I know it was turn nine. Yeah. So they're coming out into the DRS zone and Ferrari is like, yo, like Lando's gap to Lando behind is 0.8. And Carlos is like, I know that's on purpose because if he enabled Lando to have DRS, then he would be able to, he would increase his speed and then Lando in turn would increase his speed, which would then make the gap between Lando and George greater. Yeah. So he basically was like, he could drag Lando along with him. And so they would both be up in front with the Mercedes needing more, like have, needing more time to catch up. Yeah. Um, and I mean, that's so smart. <laughs> so like slick. Carlando, um, Carlando pulled through. Yeah, no, it was, it was wonderful. It was wonderful teamwork from the two of them. It was great. Yes. Um, but of course, and you know, I mean, George was like gonna, the whole race, George over the radio was just like, I want to go for this win. Like I, you know, I want this, I want this, I want this. Fortunately, he wanted it a bit too hard and literally <laughs> in like the last corner kind of sent it into the barrier, sent yeah. it fully into the barrier. <laughs> that was he signed, sealed, and sent it. Yeah, no, that was one of the most shocking things to watch because the way the F1 TV broadcast was going, you basically, like, as soon as you came around the corner, it was a head-on shot. So you had Carlos heading, like, the Carlos's car heading towards the camera, mm-hmm. Lando behind him. So you see all the cars just kind of, like, trailing behind Carlos. And in the, just the background, you just fucking see the Mercedes just not turn, just go right into the wall. And it's like, what the? F-? Like, it's like kind of like the thing of like, what's going on? Like, you had to do a double take because you're like, wait, what just happened behind the two cars that I'm focusing on? Yeah. Um. So yeah, heartbreaker, honestly, for George because. Yeah. And I think a uh, clown on George. Sorry, what were you saying? No, 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 no. Uh, what you say? What you're gonna say, and then I'll say my thing. Oh no, I just like I love to clown on George because he kind of reminds me of the kid that would be in your class and like would remind the teacher to pass out the homework or collect the homework or something. Oh my god. He's like a little bit of a tryhard, um, you know, but obviously like he just, he wants to do his best and he's just a little obnoxious about it sometimes. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So like, you know, he wants to do his best. And I mean, I get it. Hello. Your teammate is a seven time world champion. Like your teammate, you know, is Lewis Hamilton. Like you obviously want to constantly be proving yourself because everyone's going to always view as second to him, you know? No matter how good your results are compared to him, always be the second because it's fucking Lewis Hamilton. Yeah. And so I feel like obviously he just has like this like internal tick and need to, you know, prove himself. And it just sometimes like he wants it too bad and then that happens, you know? Yeah. Um, but also, I mean, I, you know, it's it was also just, I think, a stroke of bad luck because of Lando had apparently also tapped the barrier that George had tapped that, you know, sent his car. Yeah, he so, did. You know, it happens to everyone. But it was, I mean, it's a gutting moment, you know, like yeah. absolutely gutting. Yeah. Um, and like, if so, I, yeah. uh, like, I will say it right here, right now. I absolutely love George Russell. Like, uh, he is one of my favorite drivers. And not because he's a good driver, but just because of like his, um, I don't know how to put it but just like his personality and the way he just shows himself and how he is he's just he just kind of sometimes reminds me of myself because I could totally be like that but it just it absolutely gutted me when I found out about what happened because it was all uh, like I heard like from Ted's like race notes because I I did eventually like watch that they said that he was sitting in his car 
with glasses crying, on, yeah. crying his fucking eyes out. And don't get me wrong, if yeah. you're sitting there in P3 the entire time and you just lose like that, like I I would like be crying my eyes out. Podium of the season too, right? I don't think he's had a podium. Mm, uh no, that was Gasly that took it. I thought that was Russell. But yeah, I think I do believe that uh, that would have been his first podium. And just thinking about that, that he I mean, lost his first podium, like I I would then, yeah. be just like him, dude. Like, and people are like, oh, he's such a drama queen, oh, whatever. Yeah, he, he was three in Barcelona. That's the one. Second like second podium of the season. <laughs> second podium. Um, but like, if you just like, yeah, I get no, it. Everybody, um, everybody but, you calls know, him a princess, and like, I just, I vibe with that. <laughs> I just also, yeah, because he's just like, you know, this like tall, skinny man that has a British accent. <laughs> he's like trim and proper. <laughs> um, but I mean, Mercedes has been really good in defending him. Um, yeah. So you know, it it happens. It happens. You know, it is what it is. At least Mercedes still got a nice chunk of points with Hamilton finishing P three instead, because obviously everyone moved up because of the uh crash so you know uh it, it is it is what it is yeah. although one thing we do have to still talk about is just red bull's performance this week oh my god uh, so max i'm not finishing p5 shocker Checo finished p8. i think verstappen um, finally saw what the back of a car looks like <laughs> yeah i will say though it's pretty impressive still fin- like starting in p11 he was the first few laps he was friggin' just you know trying his best to like grab everyone um and and overtake but yeah so what happened there well i may have an answer (laughs) so obviously the nature of the singapore track it's a street circuit it's narrow it has a large amount of turns um and you know when you have low speed corners and um you know a bunch of turns and like sharp chicanes etc in a racetrack you obviously like i guess okay let me go back to it a lot of times teams modify their cars based on the track layout because some tracks require you know some tracks have more turns sharper corners than other ones you know a lot of times the street the street circuits think monaco Singapore, um, you know, Vegas that we'll see, uh, Mm -hmm. they tend to be way tighter, you know, more curvy tracks that have a lot of sharp, slow speed corners, um, and, you know, not very many long straights and high speed zones. So when, you know, you have a car, um, and you need to do those turns, you tend to apply more downforce Mm -hmm. so that the car doesn't, you know, pick up and just you know, lose, like, pick up more air and lose the ability to turn as sharply. Um, whereas in a, you know, in a, a tr- usually a traditional circuit, like, the actual, the tracks, like, the actual race tracks um, that we have races on, like, usually the cars will have way less downforce because then they can fly, you know? Mm. Um, and so, apparently, ahead of the Singapore Grand Prix, Red Bull brought a new floor upgrade that they had only tested once (laughs) and so i think that accompanied with adding more downforce to the car basically made it like severely under brake which is why max and Checo could not have as much speed as they usually do because they're gonna they were having to slow quicker and like earlier 
in the corners just to be able to keep the car underneath them because it was just so kind of all over the place. Um, yeah. So that is apparently the uh, the the reason. <laughs> and it begs to question, um, you know, what's going to happen next week? <laughs> yeah. Like, do you think Red Bull is going to fix that little <laughs> issue? Or do we think that we're going to roll the rest of the season with the way the car is and we get an actual season instead of just Max Verstappen overtaking I mean, every single race win. <laughs> I mean, Red Bull's definitely not going to let that fly. Are you kidding? Oh, definitely <laughs> but not. But even though they so it's funny because this was the race that they had the opportunity to win the constructors championship. <laughs> yeah. And that happened. So, it's very interesting. But um As you know, next week again Tokyo is a very interesting circuit um it is nowhere near as like you know as i guess jagged as singapore um Mm -hmm. but you know uh there's there's some like in like there's not there's nowhere near as many low speed corners so i feel like this would be an opportunity where cars will have less downforce so we could potentially you know see um see see red bull return to form unfortunately just because um, you know, thinking about how they've operated all the other races, like, I have a feeling it was because of the car setup. So if they return to a setup similar, or if not the same to what they had before, I have a feeling we'll probably see, um, that Dutch anthem being played. <laughs> but who knows? who knows? Who knows what will happen? Um, but it's yeah. interesting to say. I am excited. Suzuka is, it's a track. <laughs> <laughs> that's for sure i um, love that yeah uh, it'll be interesting uh i'm pretty sure we have to be up at 3 a.m to watch that race if I remember oh right. no it's gonna be super fun um cry. hopefully it doesn't rain i really hope it doesn't rain because japan always usually has the really bad weather too yeah but we'll see we will see um I, it was funny. Mm-hmm. I saw something on Twitter that was like, "Wow, F one without uh, without team dominance is so much more interesting." And I was like, "For real, yeah." But who knows? We will see what happens. Yes. I can only hope for a Charles win. Please, me too. Please. But also, can we just nice talk pick. about the fact that we got our first smooth operator of the year? Oh I my know. gosh, that literally healed my soul and all my wounds. No, I literally feel like Carlos is just kind of in the mindset, Matt, I'm leaving Ferrari at the end of 2024, so I'm going to show them now what they're going to be losing. Exactly. Um, and I totally... And I think he's also tired of being second fiddle to Charles, because Charles is the... I love him, but he's the Prince of Monaco, he's the chosen son, you know... He's he, is gonna be the he is the Harry Potter. He is the Harry Potter of like the F1 world. One, on the forehead you know the prophecy reads him as the one to save ferrari and carlos is like nah nah no no sir Uh, so yeah i feel like that's kind of that's that's what he's thinking but yeah we will see yes i totally did not play smooth operator back to back for for like a good few minutes just because of uh, carlos i totally did not do that don't check my spotify (laughs) no yeah, definitely. Not. Um, it's crazy. Although I will say it was a very interesting and fun weekend of F1. Definitely reminded me why I personally got into this sport um, and why I just have slowly 
expanded to more parts of the motorsport world and stuff because I just think it's really cool. Um, and so, yeah, uh, it was a really, really fun weekend. Lots of exciting moments. Um, Ferrari, you know, Ferrari dominance, question mark, question mark, Um Just fun, fun weekend switching it up. I'm looking forward to Suzuka. We'll see if this was just a short, just this was just a fluke, or if we can have a really interesting end of the 2023 season. We can only um, pray. But I think with that, we should box box, bring this girl into the pits, and wave the checkered flag on our Singapore Grand Prix weekend. Yes, we should. So, Lordy Lord. Yeah. <laughs> Lordy Lord. I'm so excited for Suzuka. I'm really excited. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Yeah, for um, real. Max is going to pull out P1s in all practice sessions, quality, and the race, but it'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. One can only. We can only dream that Ferrari um, can finally take over Aston Martin and win some points. Because I, I think know, they're only I like know, they're 20 gonna, something Aston's, points. Well, no, so Ferrari overtook Aston Martin. Ferrari's third in the control. Oh, wait, I mean a Mercedes. I mean, I meant Mercedes. If Ferrari can finish P2 in the Constructors Championship, that's all I can ask for, honestly. And then for next real. season, we can like reset for ourselves and Charles can be world champion. Exactly. So. <laughs> in a perfect, perfect world. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's it for this episode then. Um, I personally just want to say thank you all for sticking with us. It's been yes. a bit of an interesting few weeks. We are both just mad women right now. The fall, yes. I forget how busy the fall is. For me, not school-wise, um, like I've just been super busy with classes and all that stuff, but also my job. And then holiday season, you know, Taylor was, was uh, in Orlando this weekend at Halloween Horror Nights. And I will be um, back in and, two weeks and it's going to be sad. Yeah, and, then, and then I'm going to be there in three weeks. And then, and then I'll be back. As well. And then I'll be back on October 31st. Yeah, so long story short, we <laughs> love Halloween. Been setting for the Halloween season, and then don't even get me started when it comes to Thanksgiving. But by then, Ugh. this Formula One season will be over. It's but I don't want to so think about sad. it. Um, but yeah, we just want to thank you all for staying with us. Um, we have tons of plans to be much more active, um, not just like with you know the podcast episode uploading, but also just with posts in general. We are looking into getting face cams to hopefully yes. make you know TikTok more fun because I really do want to be posting outtakes from the um, from the episodes. It's just really hard to edit when there's no faces to edit. For real. So we're looking into having that sorted out. Hopefully maybe can have it done for the last six races, five races, Hopefully. we'll see. Um, I'm being optimistic, but yeah, we just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you to all of you who continue to support us. And just a reminder to please follow us on both TikTok and Instagram at gridgals.pod and also rate and like this podcast on all your podcast platforms so we can reach more amazing F1 fans like yes. you guys. And I want to say thank you to actually I know where like if you have like the Spotify podcasters app you can see where all of your listeners are from. So I want to thank, well, we want to thank all of our friends in the United States, obviously, woohoo, uh, the United yeah. Kingdom, 
USA. Uh, we want to thank all of our friends in the United Kingdom, Italy, Switzerland, the Netherlands, Canada, France, Hungary, Ireland, Germany, Australia, Ukraine, world. Mexico, Poland, India, and Iceland. We love you. We love Iceland. You. Iceland. That's so fun. Oh my gosh. Yeah, just all of our listeners. If you Everybody. listen to even a minute of a podcast, even we like a second. thank you. If you if you view our Instagram story, we thank you. you know, if this you is watch a crazy little, like we said, yeah. Lulu dream that, that became have, a reality. And, you know, we started it in the middle of the season, so we're still kind of getting like our sea legs. Um, but you know, I I know for one. I'm obviously excited for the rest of the season to see how we grow, but I really can't wait to start fresh in the new season because I think we'll be even more polished. So honestly, if you're joining us now, we are just so thankful that you are believing in us and we can't wait to continue to hopefully deliver um, what you want to see. So (laughs) yeah, just thank you. And I guess um, with that, we will see you next week in Japan. Hopefully. Thanks guys. Thanks, guys. We love you, and we hope you guys have a good day, good night, good evening, good everything. Alrighty, you guys. And I think with that being said, we will see you back on the grid in Sakuza. Suzuka. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs>